And while I was watching the gentleman educators provide us this information, all of a sudden somebody just passed out and fell on the floor. And he was telling them to turn the cameras off because we they needed medical attention. And it's just crazy because the enemy, and like my mother used to always tell us, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So think of that. I'm coming to kill you. I'm coming to, oh, he said, go, come on, Will. I hope you can call in. <laughs> you know, in regards to, I'm coming to kill you and destroy you. So when we start putting that concept in our head, what do that really mean? Sometimes people say it's a white thing, a black thing, a cultural thing. And, you know, and, and I mean, just the mere fact of just the 4th of July, all of these people coming up dead, shot, drive-bys. And I've done shows about, you know, mass incarceration, talking about violence. But it's like people are still doing what they want to do. Now, when we start even getting to that, when we talk about the devil or knowing your enemies, now many Christian sources refer to, we start talking about knowing your enemy, first of all, how do you identify the enemy? That's going to be interesting. And that's what I want individuals to call and talk about. How can you identify an enemy? Because sometimes the enemy in movies can be in your bed, can be in your home. My daughter and I, because when I go to Compton over the weekends, we binge watch movies, whether it's on Netflix, Hulu, or regular TV. And we was watching some very interesting shows. And one of the shows that we was watching was called a movie called Run. And with the movie called Run, the lady didn't even know she had been stolen from the hospital. And her mother, she couldn't trust her mother. Her mother was giving her animal medication to make her become handicapped. Then we was watching another movie called The Best of Enemies. And that was on Netflix. And that was with a girl, um, Project, I always say her name wrong, Henson. But she played an excellent role in that movie because they were talking about the KKK and, and talking about other things. We were talking about school integration. And it was basically based on a true story in 1971. And they were doing a thing about the summit on school integration in North Carolina. And what they did was they put a civil rights advocate against a KKK leader. But what was interesting was she didn't back down. She showed her love and taught him how to love in a different way. So sometimes we start talking about our enemy. How do you even know who your enemy is? You know, your parents will tell you, well, don't play with this person. Don't talk to that person. But when we start talking about that, sometimes we start stereotyping and becomes we get caught up in our biases. Now, when we start talking about your enemy, I tell people, stay awake. Please pay attention to what's going on. Benny, I see you. Oh, now, you need to call in, Benny, so you can help me with this topic. We talk about know your enemy. Now, looking at the information, and when I was putting the show together, and many Christian sources referred to the enemy as being the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world. What is, what is that supposed to mean? The flesh. We are, I've heard things about deny the flesh and things of that nature. But again, what do that really mean? And the devil. Who is the devil? Are we looking for somebody in a, a red suit with horns on top of their head? Or could it be someone that you thought that you could trust? I mean, when my daughter and I was watching another movie, I love these movies. 
these individuals were lawyers, and they had people that they couldn't trust. People was hooking them up. They were dating them. I was like, really? And it's really, really sad. But sometimes, it's, I mean, it seems like it's getting to the point to where, again, we don't know who we can trust. Now, as a believer, what did Jesus mean when he said, Benny said myself? <laughs> what do you mean by that, Benny? You can only trust yourself. Because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, too. So sometimes we can cause harm to ourselves. So, again, if you want to join in on the show, give me a call. It's really simple. Give me a call. Pick up your phone. Dial 516-387-1914. You can just call in. I can log you in. We can hear what you have to say. Because this show is for you guys. I want you to be able to voice your opinion in regards to what you have to say in regards to what your beliefs are. What, what do you, where did this come from? Now, we're talking about, as a believer, what does it mean when it says love your enemies? And it seems today that it is very difficult to know who you can trust. You know, I got calls this morning. Clients want to be seen. I tell people I'm only doing telehealth. Well, I want to come in your office. I'm vaccinated. Well, hell, I'm not. So, so we start talking about these things. Sometimes it makes you wonder in regards to, wait a minute, I'm up on the car right now working. I'm just going to, okay, Benny, I still need to hear your input. So you need to let me know when you have a topic you want to talk about with me. Okay, so I'm going to give you a pass on this one, Benny. So when we start talking about in regards to um, that it's difficult to know who you can trust, because there's a lot of individuals that are looking for help. Sometimes we think they want help. When we start digging into this, sometimes we really don't know. And they always say, you know better, you do better. Now, many individuals have been betrayed, and mostly they have been betrayed by individuals that they thought they could trust. Now, one question is, what would you do in such a situation? How do you love someone that you don't know if you can trust them? And when one treats another badly, how can you trust that individual, especially if you're seeing their character? Now, another thing is, and I like the old saying, and I've heard it said many, many times, if you are not for me, you are against me. Some people don't even know you. So we need to, and I would love for us to get back to a point to where we can be able to identify. Now, if we're looking at, and I want to, and I'm like I said, I'm not a politician, and I'm no ways am I trying to be political, but I want to know from how all these people wind up dead and drive-bys and shootings and you, for Chicago police to have to confiscate or you know, to recover 244 guns, that's a lot of guns that's being put in the hands of individuals that are dangerous and are out there trying to hurt somebody. That's not trying to help anyone. Another thing that I heard the man say before the other guy passed out on the stage, he was talking about homicides are up in major cities. Now, I was born and raised in Compton, California, and they did it is 24% in L.A., Many individuals are leaving California, going to other states. He was saying that in Houston, Texas, homicides are up 
1%. Now, why would you leave one place to go someplace else to wind up being uh, killed in a drive-by or shooting? He also indicated even in Chicago that homicides are up. Now, I don't have the ability right now to be going and looking up a lot of the different things that they're saying because you always ask because I have no reason to lie. You know, I heard it be said once before, a person that you can believe is a person that has nothing to gain and nothing to lose. I have nothing to gain. I have nothing to lose. But by that same token, all I want individuals to realize is know who your enemies are. Know who and what you're dealing with. Wake up. We really have to wake up. When we start talking about putting stuff in your body, putting stuff in your mind, wake up. Now, someone's calling in. Let me log on this person. Hi, this is Jeanette. I'm the person who came in to talk to you. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Is this Miss Nancy? Yes, this is Miss Nancy. Miss Nancy, thank you. How are you doing, Miss Nancy? I am going through a, a routine checkup um, at the doctor's office. The do- my job sent me home because I've been overworked, and um, they need me to get checked up before I go back to work. They need you. You, you, you know what, Miss Nancy? I've been, I've been doing Facebook. way too much overtime. You've been doing a whole lot, period. And I've been meaning to call you because the individuals, when they think about being busy, Sometimes being busy is being under Satan's joke. Sometimes we're doing too much. And sometimes you want to make sure you have some peace in your life because what we do is we overcompensate. So in other words, we'll start focusing on this aspect of our life and we forget the other aspects of our life. And so we start talking about knowing your enemy. Sometimes, um, you know, and, and I know you don't like to slow down. I, I get that. And I know your brain be going faster than a speeding bullet. But sometimes, Nancy, you got to take some time and take care of yourself. I've been seeing all that, you scrubbing floors and, and making an impression and doing it. And all of that is great. It's great, Nancy. But take care of you. Because at the end of the day, my daughter said it best, you'll drop dead and they'll replace you in two weeks. I was just watching the, the, the news where the, um, I believe it was the police chief from Chicago, was doing the news perfect. And somebody just passed out, just fell out. So don't do that to yourself, okay? Yes, I'm learning to listen to my body and slow down. You have to listen to your body. And, you know, you're talking to a person that was a runner. You know I was constantly on the go. I had a woman text me today, and it was so sweet. She wanted to bring me a burrito. (laughs) She was like, because she wanted to know if I was at my office. Because many individuals were so used to me running up and down this highway, always being in the office. And she wanted to bring me, because every Tuesday she would bring me a burrito from Taco, I mean, uh, what was it called? Pepe. So she would, every Tuesday I got a burrito. So she was thinking about me and wanted to bring me a Pepe burrito. I wish I would have been in the office so I could get my Pepe burrito today. So <laughs> but you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta slow down. So when we talk about this I today, Know your enemy. What did you just find on that? You can't always know your enemies just because they got a face painted on their a, 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 face, a smiley face painted on their face doesn't mean they have all the great intentions in the world. 
I mean, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta be in prayer all the time because you never know who, what enemies lurking around the corner. Because you know what it says in Psalm 23: Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me, Thy rod and Thy staff to comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. Well, God's preparing a table in, in the presence of your enemies. That's when you you'll be truly, your enemies will be truly revealed to you at that precise moment. You know, it's, it's interesting you said that. I remember being a kid. My mother always thought I was one that always was seeking friends. Yesterday, I was to my daughter, and this is how God works. I was telling my daughter, I said, I could look at my phone. I could look at my phone every month all day. And it rang twice for clients. And I had to tell you on Tuesday because it's a holiday today. But, you know, sometimes the people that you think are your friends are not always your friends because they can come exactly. to life in a season. So I was telling my daughter, I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, normally around the holidays, people would call me, you know, Jeanette at your coach, Jeanette at your house. Jeanette. My phone was like, I had to make sure my phone was working. <laughs> but I'm used to it now. But if I was in my 20s or my 30s, girl, the barbecue would be at my house, party over here. You know, and I had to learn that all of the people was not friends. Now, I want to read some things, and it's coming from shortform.com, and it talks about in regards to knowing your enemy. And it says, know your enemy, art of war, 17 signs to look for. Because a lot of times individuals don't even know that this person may even be against them. And sometimes, you know, watching movies, like sleeping with the enemy, but you have to use discernment and you got to be able to trust God. And when God reveals to you somebody means no good, leave them alone. That don't mean you got to hate them. That don't mean you got to seek revenge. But sometimes we hang on and we hold on to the wrong person. I tell individuals, I don't know why when I get on this show, my phone want to ring, and Nancy, I don't even know my own house number. I don't even get my number out. Okay, so this is what they talk about. One of the things is first you should assess these five traits regarding your forces, then assess the five traits of your enemy. So one of the things is if you understand both your strengths and your efficiencies and those of your enemies, you can realistically compare the two and predict the likelihood of the victory during conflict. But you got to remember, God has the victory. I was watching this show, and it had a lot to do with racism, and it had to do with school integration. And it was interesting because it was back in 1971, but I remember going to school in Compton Unified School District, and I was telling my daughter, I left the school district because my books were stamped obsolete. If I wanted to be an attorney, and I was always considered a straight-A student, Am I really a straight-A student? My book is stamped obsolete. That means you're not even teaching me what I shouldn't even know. So sometimes we've got to pay attention to things, and we got to wake up. So when you understand both your strengths and the efficiencies of those of your enemies, sometimes we underestimate people. And we have to learn how to not mistreat people no matter what the color of their skin is, no matter what their educational level is, no matter what habits or addiction that they have, we need to do better with that. Because it seems like now it's a dog-eat-dog world, every man for himself. And when you got people out there destroying individuals by putting guns in neighborhoods, that's sad. 
Another thing, you should prepare to enter into a conflict only when the outcome shows likelihood of your success for your side, is what they said. But sometimes God will fight your battles because all battles are not our battles. And you know, Nancy, you and I both have been through battles. The things that I've been through in my lifetime, I've I've honestly learned how to stand by myself and stand with God. And with the things that I've been through, I had a friend was. I was friends with her for 22 years, and I used to call her mom. Well, mm-hmm. one day when I was in when I was in church service, my, my bag, my purse was sitting right by me, and she had like a little blanket that was covering her leg. Well, she threw the blanket over my purse, and while she, while my purse was sitting right there, right underneath my face, she was going through my purse. Oh my goodness! And I was in church. I was in church and I was in praise and worship at the moment. And while um, I went back to go get my purse, I um, went to the 7-Eleven to go buy a water so I could get back on the road to get back to my house. And my my um, card wasn't there. And I mm-hmm. put a, um, a fraud alert on my card at that precise moment. And as soon as I put that fraud alert on that card, it got alerted, and um, when it got alerted, the person tried to go to the bank and, and get a $300 out of my account. Wow. And um, I got to go. Um, I, I got to cut this short. I'll call you back later. You Thank you for calling in. What you're telling me is you sitting in church with somebody that you know Somebody you trust, you think that they're covering up your purse so won't nobody else see it, but at the whole, the same time, they going through your purse. That's yeah, they wild. took my they took my bank card out and then they went to the bank the next day to go take try to take three hundred dollars out and they couldn't do it. Well, see, and that's where I was starting off when I was talking about my mom. I sang it out to my mother because I remember I, I was about six years old when my mother told me everybody's not your friend where I had a birthday party, and the first young lady at my party, she knew what I had, and I wind up missing $13, and my mother told me, she said, you know, your friend took your money. I refused to believe that my friend took my money. You know, I'm thinking, oh, that's my friend. She wouldn't do that to me. Sure enough, my friend took my money. I've got to finish this appointment. All right. I'm in. He indicated we have to first give the battle to God and let go of some of the bills we're uh, battles we're trying to fight. That is true, you know, because a lot of times we try to do it ourselves, and you can't take a knife to a gunfight. You got to know what you're dealing with. I was posting and tagging individuals on Facebook where they showed this thing, and I was watching it. And this man had went to this man's door, was knocking on the man's door, calling him all kind of names, trying to provoke a fight, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I could have been that nice that man would have came to my house calling me all the names in front of my door, but the man was trying to instigate him, calling him all kind of monkeys and names, and, and my, I live as, and even when the police came, the police already knew who the man was, because apparently that's what he do, trying to terrorize individuals, but he went and started giving out his address. Lord, they had so many people at that man's house that were showing that man being taken away from jail, going to jail. I said, you know what? That's what he is. But a lot of times, individuals, like I said, we underestimate people just because, you know, and, and I tell people, I had to learn how to fight differently myself. You can't always go out there calling people's names, telling people everything you know. 
give it to God sometimes. God can handle it much better than you. Plus, I got a sister from another mother. She always teased me. She say, Jeanette, you know we ain't got no bail money. <laughs> so I got to be I gotta be a little different. Now, when your enemy sees that you mean not to engage in a conflict, sometimes they get kind of scared because they try to provoke you. And they may relax and provide an opportunity for suitable for your attack, but you got to remember. Sometimes people can dig a hole for you, and they might fall in it. That's why I tell people, I don't care what people say. I was telling my daughter I wanted to do a show today, and I don't know, I wanted to talk about what are you free from, what are, because of Independence Day, because of the 4th of July. What did you gain your independence from? What are you free from? My daughter said, well, Mom, you know, 4th of July already passed. But by that same token, we have a lot of things to be grateful for, and we shouldn't be fighting and killing one another. But we got to remember. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that is one of the things that we are really, really seeing. Now, I'm watching TV now. I'm looking at something with Jimmy Carter. I hope it's good things, but don't know what happened, but something's going on. So another thing it indicates is as you lack of action and begin to anger the opposing leadership, sometimes when you get angry and you start fighting the wrong way, you can wind up getting yourself in more trouble, and it's not worth it. Now, once you notice that your enemy is riled up or angry, oh, get them the delusion of superiority, because sometimes that's what individuals are trying to do to make it seem like they're bigger, they're better, they're better, and in most cases, they're really not. They may become arrogant and lax in their judgment, from which careless extends, but if the enemy deems that you are no longer a threat, they will underestimate you or dismiss you at, as an opponent. And it goes back to, I was talking to someone earlier, and I was speaking on something that T.B. Jakes had said, indicated. He said, when you're a threat, when you have, and you can make an impact, when you can influence, and when you have an income. Some individuals don't like that. And individuals get scared. Part of putting these guns in these communities is to kill people, weed them out, you know, it, it, it's, and it's sad. We talk about gentrification, gentrification. We talk about redlining. We talk about all these different things that people are doing to destroy one another. So we got to be mindful. Again, stay awake. Now, when we talk about know your enemy signs of exhaustion, thirst, or hunger, the enemy, a lot of times, it sometimes will be right in our face. And sometimes we ignore it. Know your enemy's signs of fear. If you see that your enemy has an opportunity to gain advantage, but they don't react, they're weary. If you hear your enemy calls in the night, they are communicating fear. Calling out the night is a way of, they talk about connecting to one another for security. So I'm looking at a whole bunch of different things. And it's interesting because a lot of times we think of an enemy as somebody that we have to compete against somebody that's trying to get something from us. But when we start talking about these enemies that we don't know, we don't even know, don't even have a clue that this individual is even out to get us. So it's very important to know your enemy. Very important. Now, I'm looking at this, and I'm getting it straight off the Internet, so this is not just Jeanette said, and it talks about the importance of knowing your enemy, not only knowing who your enemy is, but know what they stand 
before. On some of these movies that I was saying earlier that I was watching, what I gathered was who these individuals were in their character, what they stood for, and what they was about. Because that will teach you and give you a lot of good information and how he or she will react to what they do. Now, when you stand for something meaningful, there will always be someone standing the opposite. I remember when I first bought my company, the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, and I couldn't understand why all of a sudden there's so many spiritual attacks and wars. My mother said, baby, you're fighting against the system. You're fighting against a system that is designed to keep people in the system, but yet you're trying to help individuals get out of the system by providing them information and helping them. I thought I was just doing what I was supposed to be doing. And it was so funny because today, yesterday I was just talking about my phone not ringing, and then today I got a text from a person talking about, Jeanette, you at the office, I want to bring your burrito. And all I could do was laugh because every Tuesday this woman would bring me burritos every Tuesday for almost a year. But I got to call her because I know she must want to connect with me on something. But that's when you know you have made a difference in somebody's life when they still call you and say, hey, Jeanette, I'm just checking in. Hey, Jeanette, I just want you to know I'm still alive. Hey, Jeanette, I'm doing okay. Hey, Jeanette, I want you to meet my wife. It's not about me because I don't take it personal. But when we start talking about enemies, one thing I could truly say was those individuals knew I had their best interests. Now, when we start talking about not only why it is important, which I indicated, to know your enemy, but how important is it to know your enemy and their cultural culture and history? Now, that one is huge, especially when we start talking about racism. And, and I was talking about one of the movies that I was watching and it was called um, The Best of Enemies, and this man was with the KKK. And when he tore up that KKK sign, I mean, that KKK card, that membership card, in their face first, I thought the people were going to kill him because he was already, I kind of saw him turning as I was watching the movie. But when he turned, when he tore up that card in their face, I said, he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> they going to get him. And sure enough, the people that vowed to be his friend did all of this, Turned on that man because that man made a decision that he knew he was supposed to make. And the same people that he thought was his gang buddies and all of that messed up his shop, busted his window. And it's like, okay, so now because I disagree with you, now you want to try to hurt me? And see, that's what the enemy will do. Now, it says here, if you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Interestingly, know your enemy is one of the critical elements in where fair strategies, and that being said, knowing your enemy's culture. Coalition forces to strengthen their operation of planning at both strategic and tactical levels. You gotta know what they're about. I was sharing with my daughter when I was watching these movies. I said, you know what? I'm kind of glad that I had moved from one house to another house because I remember dealing with a lot of different, you know, individuals that had their own biases and views. And I was sharing some things with my daughter that I didn't even realize that my daughter even realized I had even been through, that I had even experienced. But see, God had the victory. I always tell individuals, don't say all 
And don't get to the point where you should start hating because then you can become just as bad as the individual that you're calling your enemy. You know, you want the armor of protection over you. You want to make sure that you're prayed up, your family's prayed up, you're covered. But by that same token, you still got to be aware that there are individuals out there that don't mean you no good. Now, we start talking about that, and it goes into he has also frequently quoted on many, they talk about statements that you need to, that you need to know your enemy, your adversary, including to know your enemy, you must become your enemy. This means think like the enemy. Do it and you have some chance for it and for it or you'll be doomed. But one of the things that you, I would say, you've got to be careful with that because then you can go from becoming a victim to now becoming a perpetrator. But you do want to make sure that you defend yourself. You do want to make sure that you are protected. You know, you don't have to cower down. You don't have to, you know, go toe-to-toe with a person because sometimes it will drive them crazy when you don't react or respond the way that they expect you to. It's so funny because one of the things, I use humor as a defense mechanism. I laugh at individuals because the one thing they want to think is I'm going to be an angry black woman. I'm not angry at all. I'm not even mad at you. I really feel sorry for you because I know you don't know what you're doing when you try to come mess with me. (laughs) You don't know no better. Now, I want to share some information, and I'm going to get back to some biblical things, but it talks about how to defeat your enemy best tips, to try to understand your enemy, and all your enemies have not been created the same, so they really haven't. Two, observe them carefully, meaning know what you're dealing with, and avoid your enemy as much as possible. Turn cold towards them, learn to defend yourself, find out their weaknesses, you can move on, or try to build your character even more. And that's interesting because one of the things that most people do is they come after you in regard to a character assassination. By assassinating your character is basically what they try to do. But when they realize that that did not work, and that you are still a child of God, they don't know what to do. Really don't know what to do. Now, I indicated something, and it's just turned cold towards them. Another point that works easily well is when you become cold towards these people, this could really be a smart, powerful, effective tool when it comes to fighting off enemies, sometimes with bullies, because of what happens is there are bullies, there are individuals that are frenemies who always want attention from you. They're in search of an audience to look on you and put you down. The cold shoulder is an effective, powerful tool when it comes to finding enemies. So when your enemies come near you, pretend like nothing has even happened. Don't make it sound like or give them any reason. And even if your enemy is standing two feet away and is calling you out, ignore them completely. Fake friends like nothing even happened. And it's crazy because that can work in some cases, but you also want to make sure that you are in a safe place. Don't turn your back. Don't walk away. Don't, you know, to that degree, mess around and get the back of the head. And know how to manage your temper and your tongue. You should know how to manage your temper and tongue and be silent and watch them very carefully. Because when you're out there running your mouth and you're talking, you may be giving them too much information. And show your kindness. When a person hates you and don't like you, it drives them crazy. 
to know that you can be a perhaps a blessing in their life. And that's one of the things that they talk about in regards to showing your kindness is you should remember to be kind to them. And the indicators, they always heard that it's the best way to get rid of an enemy or someone who detests you by being kind to them. Can't stand it. Because sometimes individuals don't know why you're nice. And be humble. Be humble. And being humble does not mean being weak. Don't criticize individuals because criticism is one of the worst things you could ever do while trying to get rid of your enemy or trying to defeat them. <laughs> and pray to God and trust him. Now, when you're praying to God, after all, he is literally all you have in situations like these sometimes. But neither does that mean that you cannot do it all of the other things that I indicated. You have to follow the point, basically, where you have and listen above and put the rest in God's hands. Your enemy will be defeated surely, and you will be free from them from your life. I tell individuals, and it's so crazy, and you also have to learn how to forgive. Forgiveness is, is huge. And I tell individuals, especially when they come at me or come after me and, and stuff like that, I, I just be like, Lord, here I go again, because they have no idea. No idea. I'll never forget what the lady told me one time. I told them, you have a personal relationship with Jesus. <laughs> because all the stuff that they were trying to do wasn't working. So when we say no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but it doesn't mean that the weapons will not be formed. So I want you to know that. Because a lot of times we'll walk around, and I don't want to call it blind faith, but we'll walk around and not even pay any attention that we may be falling into some type of booby trap because sometimes individuals can become very strategic. And when they become very strategic, what they'll do is they'll try to find out your weaknesses, find out what you like. I tell people all the time, I don't eat a lot. I just talk about food. I don't even eat half the food I even be having. But And that will throw people off because they'll think, well, we'll give her for food. We'll do, no, you're not, because that ain't going to work. Now, when we start talking about know thy enemy, and we talk about in the Bible, shout, love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemies. The World English Bible translates this passage as, and you've heard it said before, love your neighbors. But when they say hate your enemy, well, what do that really mean? Because should we really hate? Should we really you know, when we talk about what does Jesus say about persecution, it says, and it goes into Exodus twenty three twenty two. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. Now, I want to go over some Bible verses as it relates to that. Because a lot of times individuals will say, okay, I want to trust God. Lord, you're taking a little bit too long because this family over here is just really getting on my nerves. And, and, and I, need some, I need some help. So I want to go into, and I talked about, first of all, Exodus 23, 22, and he talks about what he says in regards to that. Because bottom line, sometimes individuals wonder, you know, when people have hurt them, they want them to hurt them, get hurt back. And there's a saying that hurt people will hurt other people. And this is simply because we serve a living God. God understands your pain and your anguish, so don't think that he doesn't. And he has promised us victory over all forms of attack by our enemies. So no matter where you are 
or what you're going through, be patient for God to act. I was watching, because I've been on social media a lot when I get bored, I just be scrolling through things. There was a woman, I'm trying to remember what state it was in, I think it was in Tennessee. This woman's son was killed by a police officer, and she, her son was 25 years old. The police officer, I believe, got three years in prison. She was in the courtroom telling this man, I hate you. Da, 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 da. I can't wait. When you go to prison, you better watch your back. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I understand this woman just lost her son. I understand this woman is grieving. I understand this woman is hurting. I get that. But this woman keep running her mouth. They're going to lock her up. And it got to the point to where they did have to clear out the courtroom because she was hurt. She was hurt that they, her, son, her son was killed at the hand of a Caucasian police officer. She, and she was African-American. She was pissed off. But sometimes we got to be careful with our mouth. We, we really do. Because like I said, you don't want to go from being the victim to now you become the perpetrator. Sometimes we got to know how to be patient and wait on God to act. Because God has promised that if we serve him, he will fight our battles for us, and, and he will be an enemy to our enemies and hate those who hate us. He has promised never to leave us or to have us be hurt by our enemies, and God will stand by you and protect you. And here are some more Bible verses that talks about it also. In Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That is a huge one, huge one. Because when you are blessing to someone else, and that's why I always say don't say all. You know, because we get caught up, well, well this person did this to me, and I hate all. No, don't, don't do that. Because you can't prove all. Because there may be someone that may be there. And, and the one thing I want to say about the movie with the best of the enemies, when the KKK turned on their own and that man didn't know how he, and who he was going to sell some gas to, at the beginning of the movie, the man said, I don't sell gas to black people. And at the end of the movie, he was only black folks going there buying his gas. He had to learn. He had to learn. Because he blessed and he was blessed. So he had to learn to sometimes you got to learn how to walk away from individuals that mean you no harm or trying to get you caught up. And in Deuteronomy 37, it says, the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. It's why the table's turn. And in Jeremiah 30, 20, their children will be as the days of the old and their community will be established before me. I will punish all those who oppress them. Now, we start talking about being oppressed because there's a lot of that going on in our world, and sometimes we don't even pay any attention. It's like being handicapped by someone, you know, and, and we've got to be mindful of that because sometimes you may think that somebody is trying to help you, and in the long run, they may, really may be hurting you. Really, you know, even if it's financial, even if it's, you know, I I remember being a kid. Oh, well, let me say being a kid. My daughter may say something. I'm throwing her under the bus. We were talking about what we were going for the 4th of July. We wound up going to what? 
I ain't never got in Watts. I tell people, I don't do Watts. I don't do L.A. I don't do projects. I exposed to that. My mother wouldn't let us go places like that. But when we went, we had a good time. I told my daughter, I said, I ain't never even seen houses in Watts. But they say, it all looks the same. It all looks the same. Sometimes it's just the people that makes the difference. But we had a good time in Watts. And I remember being told so much bad stuff. My mother, I was scared to go to Watts. I ain't going to lie. I was scared. I'm not, I ain't going over there. So I want to talk about also with Numbers 24-9, like a lion, they crouch and lie down, like the lioness who dares to rove them. May those who bless you be blessing and those who curse you be cursed. Now, I'm not seeing all of this in regards to just if a person has done something wrong to someone, if a person that have hurt someone that they should, all these bad things should happen to them. Because sometimes individuals, when they get enough resource information, they can turn their life around if they choose to turn their life around. Some individuals get so stuck and so caught up in all of that because they're afraid to turn their life around. Now, in 1 Thessalonians 5.15, it talks about make sure that nobody pays back wrongs for wrongs but always strive to do what is good for each other, for everyone else. And that one is huge because when we start talking about even in Luke 6.35, but love your enemies and do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back, then your reward will be great and will be your children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. That, wow. So even if a person do you wrong and you you off all that, and it goes into also Matthew. I'm going to read this one. Matthew 5, 43 through 45, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise, and the evil and the foul sins reign on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, when we start talking about all of these different verses and love your enemy and do this and that, and sometimes individually, you know what, that's kind of hard. Because if I know that this person don't like me, if I know that this person don't mean me no good, why do I have to do all of that? Now, in Psalms 109, verses 3, 5, me, and they've spoken against me with lying tongue, with words of hatred, they surrounded me, they attacked me without cause in return for my friendship, they accused me, but I'm a man of prayer, they repay me for evil for good and hatred for my friendship. One of my theme songs is Hezekiah Walker, he favored me. You know, sometimes, and I know that on Tuesdays is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where we offer biblical teachings, and then you also speak with myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed therapist. But one of the things is when we start talking about he favored me, or we start talking about being in the world. I remember my mother used to say being in the streets, and I didn't know what she meant by the streets, how the streets can devour you, how the streets can... 
And what happens is there's individuals in the streets. There's individuals that, like, they have no soul. They have no conscience. They have no heart. They have no, because when you really, really think about it, why would you, what would make a person want to cause that much hurt and pain to a community, to a family? You know, we did a show a couple of weeks ago, and one of the callers were talking about the fathers being away from the home. When he was talking about that, all I could think about was in the 70s, the movies that was made where the fathers were not to be in a home so that the mothers can get a welfare check. And just It's like, where did all of this stuff even come from? You know, so when we start talking about the world and the world being the devil or being our enemy, I want to hear what some of you may have to say in regards to the world. When we start talking about the flesh, yeah, your body can get you intruded, boo. You know, we talk about becoming promiscuous and adultery and fornication, and all, and they say deny the flesh. We start talking about our habits. You know, we start talking about even worldly things. One of my um, son's baby mother, when I was at the, the party and they was dancing and twerking, she said, she said, I didn't think you would go to a party like that. <laughs> but what she felt to realize was when the people were driving down the street, I thought they were just trying to drive down. We didn't know people were going to be jumping out a lot of cars, jumping and twerking and shaking. I didn't know all that was going to happen. So when we start talking about that, that still doesn't mean that an individual should be judged based on things of that nature, nor does that make them evil. When we start talking about the flesh, though, sometimes the flesh can get you in trouble. And even when we start talking about the devil, who is the devil? Now, I want to read something to you in regards to Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I'm not saying that you should always try to stand up to a person if they got a gun, if they're trying to whatever the case may be, but the Lord will never leave you nor forsaking you. Now, one of the things I'm looking at, and it's talking about faithfulchristian.net, and it reads, they openly look for ways to kill us, but if God is for us, no one can kill us. God protect our lives. God has kept us in his bosom and is willing to protect us from our enemies. God is saying, be courageous and not fearful. Though your enemies may try to hurt you, they will fail, and he will take visit upon them. And when we talk about taking visit upon them, don't glow, don't brag, don't let God do the work. Let, let God be God. Now, there's so many different scriptures that one can go to when we start talking about our enemies and, and what happens and, you know, acts for strength and you know, because like I said, I've been there, done that. I, I really have. Now I tell individuals, if you don't like me, I'm like, Fantasia, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. If you mean me no good, just leave me alone. Leave me and mine alone. Now, in Deuteronomy, and it goes into also talking about, like I said, I mentioned before, do not be afraid of them for the Lord that God himself will fight for you. Because sometimes you don't even have to get yourself even prepared for that fight. Let the Lord fight your battle. 
Now, there is scripture after scripture after scripture that goes into some of these Bible verses. And like I said, and we have to stand on these things because a lot of times individuals will say, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to just trust God with all of these things that are happening to me? And, you know, sometimes God's timing is not our timing. So if you want to call in, because I do want to hear your thoughts, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Now, I don't see any more Facebook flashes or things that individuals are um, saying, because if you do, I will read it. Now, when we start talking about who is enemy of God, now this one is interesting, because even when we start talking about with God, it's all Satan, the devil. We talk about people being sinners. Now, the Bible says, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfect in him. We must never forget that sin is God's enemy and Satan's friend. Sin is so seriously that it has caused Jesus Christ to leave heaven glory and come into the world to die as a final and complete sacrifice for sin. Now, that is deep. That is deep. Because we start talking about the devil is one thing. We start talking about sin. Now, I'm looking at, and I don't know, it just took me here, when we're talking about what was happening earlier, and I do want to go online just to make sure that that individual that was at the news conference and um, that had passed out, want to make sure that, you know, you keep him or her, because I couldn't tell if it was a male or female, because the people were on the stage, it was on the stand, and next thing you know, boom, somebody fell. But I'm looking at something, and it's in the Chicago Tribune, and it's talking about Chicago Independence Day weekend marred by violence with at least, uh, ooh, this is 108 people shot and 17 fatally wounded. That's a lot. That is really a lot. Because when I said it earlier and they were talking about it, they said that 12 were fatally shot, 40 was wounded. Now, this one says that 108 people were shot and 17 were fatally wounded. And fireworks may have played a role in it. But, you know, like I said, we got to keep people in prayer, and we really have to do better. We, we really do. Because, you know, I've heard and people have said we're living in our last days, we're living on world time, we got so much stuff going on. You know, when you know better, you do better. But by that same token, we now is the time that, you know, sometimes we have to get to the point to where we are like-minded individuals and start fellowshipping and start trying to help one another. Now, I want to share some things, and it talks about how to know your enemies. If you're like most individuals, you have a few people in your life you've considered enemies. These individuals seem to actively work against your success and often negative towards you. But when you take the time to identify your enemies, you can learn more about them. Experience that too. It can be helpful to try to turn your enemies into allies, and you may never actively like each other, but you can work together towards success rather than each other. And one of the things they talk about is look for people who talk negatively about you in a destructive manner. If an individual, if a person is talking to me about somebody else, I don't even want to hear it because I know eventually they're going to start talking to me about me to somebody else too. So friends may have constructive criticism for you, but their ultimate goal is to help you. An enemy 
will use destructive talk with the sole purpose of making you feel worse or bringing you down. So you got to remember that. So sometimes individuals that always say that they that they're your friends may not always be your friends. Another thing, and it talks about two, notice who gossips about you. Individuals who gossip behind your back, speaking malicious rumors or letting out your darkest secrets are not your friend. If you find someone gossiping about you, they're probably your enemy. So you got to be careful with that. And the third thing it talks about, watch for people who try to block your success. Part of killing all of these individuals and putting these guns in these neighborhoods is because they don't want these neighborhoods to prosper. I tell individuals, it's a whole lot of stuff that's successful, that's good, that comes from content. But because they want to tear down that image and destroy that name, that's why people are doing these things. So, again, watch for individuals who try to block your success. Many times, your enemies will work to take credit for what you do. Particularly in a work or school environment, they may also try to stop you from succeeding by sabotaging your work. Like I said, it, it's, we, we got to pay attention. Wake up. Wake up. And pay attention to a person's body language. A person who doesn't like you will likely lean away from you or they'll turn their body away from you in a conversation. And they may cross their legs, their arms, and things of that nature. So watch them. Watch them. Don't turn your back on somebody that don't mean you no good. And they might also try to stare you down, glaring at you. Or if they're trying to hide something from you, they may put their hands in their pockets or hide them in some other ways or method. You know, when Miss Nancy was calling and she was talking about the lady in the church that she knew, and here the woman go cover her purse and then stick her hand in the purse. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. You know, so you just got to be, you, just be aware. Just be aware. Be aware. Stay awake. Be mindful. Now, I'm looking at some information, and I know we only have less than two minutes on the show. I know I only had two minutes. Now I got 90 seconds. Another thing it talks about in regards to observing your image and learn about them, estimate the person's confidence level and try to figure out their motivation. Don't spend too much time trying to figure out why a person hates you so much because sometimes you'll never know, and sometimes it might not even make sense to you. But take note of your enemy's personality and learn how to approach them because sometimes the person may not engage in conflict. Check what your enemy wear and decide how to handle them. Also, figure out when a person is lying and try to call their bluff because most of the time a person doesn't even know what the heck they're talking about. And reframe how you think about your enemy's success. Meaning sometimes you don't have to get caught all up in the melodrama and all of that and redirect negative emotions your, your enemy feel towards you to the real enemy, because often someone has become your enemy through no fault of your own, where the outside factors have caused them to consider your enemy to be your enemy. If you can redirect the person's anger, a real cause, you work towards to make them your friend. And sometimes that's the thing, and that's the beauty of it. When you can turn it around to where that same person that was trying to destroy you 
is now on your team and now is there and you guys are, are now have a common mission to do good for others, that could be a beautiful thing. So I want to thank you for listening to the show. And if you are in any of those cities that I was mentioning, talking about L.A., Houston, Chicago, New York, where homicide is high, stop it. Stop destroying people's lives. Stop doing the work of the devil. Because the devil is not your friend. Drugs and alcohol is not your friend. The flesh can get you in all kind of trouble. So be mindful. And remember, there are consequences. You ain't going to get away with nothing. Only God can judge you. But you know what? Repent and do better. Again, repent and do better. And get to the root. And if it's about racism, if it's a black on white, a Mexican and black, get down to the root of what that is really about. And in most cases, it's fear and it's ignorance. And in some cases, it's money. Because you got the have and the have not. And sometimes we talk about the have not because they don't want you to have it. And you got a question, why? Why do you want me to do this? I'm not going to let nobody put no gun up in my hand and go tell me to go do something that's going to give me football numbers. And then when I turn around, ain't nobody standing behind there, but nobody back there but me? No. So, again, we got to do better. Know your enemies, even if your enemy is you. Do better. Again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Bye-bye. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.